everyone. Welcome to the San Diego News Fix Name Drop Edition. I'm your host, Christy Totten. Name Drop is all about the amazing people of San Diego, where we get to know movers and shakers in our region one at a time. My guest today is Sochiet Sun, the chef owner behind Angorian Pikestaff. Angorian Pikestaff is a pan-Asian pop-up restaurant that specializes in Southeast Asian cuisines. So Chiet cooks up super flavorful takes on food from Cambodia, where her family is from, as well as cuisines of Vietnam, Thailand, Taiwan, Singapore, and other Asian countries. Recently, she cooked up a vegan bulgogi burrito that looked amazing, and before that, Indonesian chicken noodles. It's really flavorful and unique food, and the only way you can get it is by watching her Instagram page and waiting for menus to pop up. She kind of has a cult following from people who really know food and drink. I encourage you to check it out. You can find more info at angorianpikestaff.com. That's A-N-G-K-O-R-I-A-N-P-I-K-E-S-T-A-F-F.com. In this interview, Sochiet told me how she got her start cooking, about her work as a DJ, and about her goal for a new restaurant, which could open as soon as this summer. Here's our conversation. Well, thank you for being here. As I told you, the way I found out about you is I think I was looking on Google Maps just for restaurants downtown and yours popped up and I followed you on Instagram and realized you have like this cult San Diego following. <laughs> really, it's so popular. So um, tell me, tell me about your story. How did you begin cooking and when oh, did you start this venture? So um, I started cooking about maybe like 12 years ago when I moved out to California. I'm originally from Virginia. So when I moved out, I had uh, literally no experience in the restaurant. I started applying all these restaurant jobs because I was like, I love the idea of just um, being in a entertainment uh, uh, industry where you know, people are hosting and um, I just, I just love that idea. Just being Asian and, and growing up, like, you know, when mom and dad would host parties and people would come over, it'd be like, uh, it'd be like a festive thing, you know? So I, I decided like, I wanted to be in the restaurant industry. I started applying for um, a bunch of restaurant jobs. Like no one wanted me because they were like, you have no experience, which is crazy to me because like, I think a lot of times, anytime you apply for a job and you've been doing it for a really long time, no matter how long you have experience for like, oh, I have 14 years experience, but throughout those 14 years of experience, you tend to lose passion, right? And you're less likely to learn anything new because you're just kind of pretty set in your way. Um, so <laughs> I, I convinced blind lady to give me a job uh, they're great, dude. By the way, I haven't I haven't been in there in a long time, but I love I love the people that work there. They they made such an impact on the community during that time. Like I want to say, what ten years ago in Normal Heights, there was literally no like community restaurants like where mm. you know people can come. It's like it's a very uh, it was very bare, and I guess you could say they came in like gentrified it essentially. <laughs> <laughs> which isn't always a good thing but um it was cool it was like a you know like a local drinking hole for you know the modern family I guess like the hipster style 
um but yeah it was it was great I started working with them and it led to them opening up another restaurant called Tiger Tiger which is no longer um in business as of right now but uh I started cooking wood fire there um I had (laughs) convinced my old chef um Aaron LaMonica who he he passed away a few years ago but he was like a mentor to me and I convinced him to put a, a sandwich on the menu and it was a uh, pork belly bun me. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was the one who actually pushed me into cooking because he was like, so sh- I don't know what it is that you do, but anytime you make food, it's <laughs> like you could t- I could tell you, you pay so much attention and you're just so like, you know, it just comes natural to you. You should really pursue it. And at the time I was already, you know, I was making really decent money just serving food and I was like why am I gonna go slave in a kitchen when I can just make you know serve it like serving jobs are just like it's it's more of a cakewalk you know whereas like when you're in the kitchen you're just bussing you're just bussing down every day it's just like hey you don't get paid you get paid very minimally and it's kind of it's it's sucky to be in um to be in a like a, a position like that when you when you put your heart and soul and like everything you do you're just like god I just want this to be good I want someone to enjoy this and uh it just doesn't get that recognition you know um so anyway so I worked uh at Blind Lady and Tiger Tiger for about like five years through and through then I had an opportunity to uh work for a company called Zito which this is completely kind of this is why I got into what I'm doing now uh so they're a marketing company um and they sell software, mm-hmm. but they also make really good money. And they were able to afford a basically a lunch and breakfast incentive for their employees every day. So essentially, I got a, literally my own kitchen to do whatever I wanted to, and like literally no budget. And I just made some crazy <laughs> stuff every day. That's it was amazing. Just like, yeah, the kids would be like, "Oh my god, the food is so good!" And 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 they just yeah, they I was able to like be creative. So essentially I was able to um make that kind of a concept you know where I'm like you know what why not make something cool make something different and then the whole concept with the Angoria Pike stuff is I took that and made like just southern like pan-asian uh I want to say like southeast asian cuisine mainly because I'm very um I want to say I was just like very respectful and try to pay homage to my heritage which is Cambodian um and I love I just love showcasing things that are like I don't know if you've never heard of a have you ever heard of like Hokti you know what I'm saying or have you ever heard of like uh and like stuff like that I grew up eating and things that are like super uh nostalgic for me I just kind of like make it my own so mm-hmm. um with the pop-up yeah it was just it was just like let me just introduce people to some really cool food and you know have fun with it and maybe educate through the process if I could so yeah yeah. well that's awesome I I agree you get some really crazy flavors and you also come up with like really unique original you know like takes on the classic it's definitely your own so I mean like how do you come up with that and what has the reception been like to, you know, trying Cambodian food and trying sort of Southeast Asian fusion? Oh God, I hate the word fusion. <laughs> uh, first and foremost, food should be fun, right? 
um, not only nutritious, but like it should be something that it's, you know, you get three, t- three, maybe three meals a day, right? At least have one enjoyable meal. And um, with, as I think with Cambodian food, it's just a very, uh, it's a very underrated cuisine. And I'm suddenly saying that, I'm not saying that because I'm Cambodian, but like all the flavors are just super pungent. Um, sometimes it could be very, uh, what's the word? It, it could be very scary to try, you know, because you're like, oh, I've never had that because I don't know what fermented fish paste is, but that sounds pretty gnarly, right? Um, so me basically doing this fusion, quote unquote, is to try to incorporate um like Americanize, almost Americanize, make food a little more palatable where it's not like straight A, punch you in your mouth or like hit you in the gut, but more like easing yourself into the flavors of fermented fish paste. You know what I mean? Or, you know, shrimp paste or like things that are super like, yeah, they're super, super raw and super pungent. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know. Um, I think with my food, it's just, uh, anyone can eat it. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't matter, like, old or young, and I get a lot of feedback, especially if I'm cooking for someone who comes in, and they're, like, Cambodian, right? And they're, like, oh, I'm making, I'm bringing this back with my mom and dad. And I'm, like, first, I'm, like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) no no pressure. No pressure, yeah. I'm, like, I don't know how it's going to be received, but this is, hey, this is what I do. At least I know, if anything, I'm confident in um the flavors and how it's supposed to taste but as far as my take on it making it a little bit uh unconventional um they still like I still get really good feedback and I always get great feedback which is I don't know sometimes it's mind-blowing because I'm like wow you guys really like it like you really (laughs) really like it uh but yeah they give me such great feedback they're like yeah my I had a friend who who, (laughs) uh her mom made a whole video on like her feedback and she was just honest about it. She's like, this is not how we would do it, but I like your take on it. And yeah, she tells me, she tells me um, like textures and, and like my flavors, like how it could resonate with pretty much any, any, anybody or any younger crowd. And I don't know, that makes me feel, that makes me feel great. Like, hey, thank you. Thank you for trying and thank you for eating and thank you for being open. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. I think that's a that's a big part of it. I don't know. Um, it's, well, kind of. Sorry. No, go, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I was just saying, it's just really cool to see that from the community and and you too saying like, oh yeah, brought back food to the office and everyone's just like so. So I've never like what's crazy to me is like when I don't get feedback like where it's like, oh this could be that, this could be that, or you know it's not as like, oh that's weird or whatever like whatever negative feedback I don't get I'm also like I know people are just being nice and they're just like oh like if it's not good to them they won't say anything but I like I I relish in that I'm like you know what give me some feedback like tell me what what you don't like about it Mm um I don't know it's just important for me because then I could try to make it better I guess um, well, first of all, I'm sorry for saying the F word fusion. I'm kind of with you. I'm not really a fan of that. What you said is more correct, you know, pan-Asian, different sorts of Asian cuisines, not necessarily blended, just doing it your way. But mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you, what does Angkorian Pike Staff mean? And is the pop-up its final form? Or do you think one day you might have, um, you know, a, a, a brick and mortar spot? 
Oh, I'm actually working on a brick and mortar right now, but uh, Gloria Pikestaff came from, oh God, I want to talk about like during the 900th century in Cambodia, Angkor uh, was probably, it occupied pretty much all of Southeast Asia, right? So Angkorian warriors is what they call them. They were like big, huge, like yoked out guys, right? They had, they were like six feet, seven feet tall. And they, they defended the land during, um, during the time that Thai kind of uh, came in and what they use as their source of like weaponry is the is the pike staff. So it's the pike staff of the warrior warrior, and mm. that's where I, I came from. I came from essentially. Gotcha. Uh, that makes sense now. <laughs> the uh, the logo makes more yeah, sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's awesome. I that was, don't know. So yeah, what about the brick and mortar? When when can oh, you expect that? It's okay. So I. <laughs> I don't know about, I can't promise you a brick and mortar, brick and mortar, like a traditional restaurant, but I'm looking into more of a, my own personal kitchen space, like a kitchen hub. Um, it's, there's a place located in Point Loma that is being built at, at the moment. And um, I think this is just like a good stepping stone for me, because I don't think I would be able to commit to, say, like a 10 year restaurant lease, you know what I mean? It's just a lot. Um, so doing maybe just still doing takeout, but having um, a set menu and a uh, central location where people would just know that I'm going to be there five days a week or four days a week, whatever that may be. Um, but yeah, that's, I'm hoping that is going to happen sometime in August or towards the end of the year. Wow. Mm -hmm. Cool. So that's coming up. Well, the people want it you know, I, <laughs> I will give the people what they want. Okay. I love it. Yeah. Okay. Well, where do you eat? Where do you like to go to eat in town? Uh, oh, you know, you know, every time people come to visit me and they're like, where should we eat? Like we trust your opinion. I'm like, don't trust my opinion. Uh, first and foremost, I like to eat things that are just uh, kind of a hole in the walls. And if you ask me like, where do you like to eat? It's not a specific place. It's more of a specific dish. If I wake up and I'm craving mm -hmm. pho, this is where I go. If I wake up craving chicken wings or, you know, so forth. I, I like, oh my God. I just, I eat Asian food on a daily. I mean, <laughs> For sure. just like not enough Asian food. I'm just like a typical Asian that just has to have a rice and noodles. I love um, it. Well, I want to know the answers to those. Where do you go for fun chicken wings? Oh, okay. So I, I live in city Heights and I'm just a kind of a subject to the area around me. Um, I do pho either at uh, pho, uh, pho Hua, which is an OG, but that's like more, it's very heavy. So if I'm not feeling heavy, um, I like to go to Pho Van. I was hmm. trying to think of the name, Pho Van. Pho Van is just, it's quick, it's easy, but they also have like all kinds of other stuff if you're not really feeling pho. Um, and for egg rolls, I don't know if you've ever been, there's a place called A Chow. And it's in the same shopping strip as Minki. I don't know if you know Minki. I also love eating mm. at Minki. Always get the uh, crispy chicken leg. <laughs> the crispy chicken leg and the Yang Chow fried rice is my go to at Minki. Um, but the egg rolls, A Chow, they make, uh, make gluten free, which is uh, the 
spring roll version. So it's a fried spring roll. Oh, and is this the spot that makes sandwiches? The, yes. That makes bun meat? Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. I've there? only been there once, but I never had the, um, I never, it was like, I went there once pre-pandemic, but I never had the egg rolls. So I'll go back. Oh girl, you got to get the egg rolls. And you know, always, I always get the, uh, the egg rolls, not the spring rolls. Okay. Even okay. even though they're both good, but the egg roll is just hits because there's a layer of of uh, fried dough that is yes. just super that makes it super crispy. You know, awesome. it's like tight, compact, and extra crispy. <laughs> I love this. I love these yeah. tips. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, definitely that's on the list. Like so, so, like I mean, I think your answer is perfect, and most people that are very into food say the same things. It just depends on what you're craving. But like, what are some of your top cravings and places that you go um in San Diego you know aside from what we've already talked about oh my god you want to know more you want to know the dates I can send you a list (laughs) (laughs) yes please oh god I don't know usually I'm I'm like a creature of habit and I you know I like I just like my you know rice and noodles um I love Vietnamese food so Vietnamese food is on the top list and usually like you know if I were to say hey I'm feeling Asian and I wish there was like, oh, you know what? I do want to shout out just real quick. Lucky Sans is a Cambodian, uh, Cambodian pop. Well, it's a pop-up, but they have a takeout uh, restaurant out in, I believe it's like Rolando or hmm. towards college, but they, they just opened up and they're doing such great Cambodian food. So if you want like a good representation of Cambodian food, you should go and eat there. They have beef sticks and papaya salad, and they have really classic dishes like um, hot or sour soup, beef sour soup. Mm. Um, so Lucky Sans is one. Like if I wanted to go eat some really good Cambodian food, I'd go pick up something from them. Um, if it's like Korean barbecue, I'd lo- I love going to uh, DJ. DJK, mm-hmm. DJK, you know what that is? Uh, there's one in Las Vegas where I moved here from recently. So I oh, it's, I maybe it's maybe it's related. I'm not sure. It's it like, might be uh, like you know a couple locations, not like a chain necessarily. They Jung Kum Kiem, if I'm saying it right. Uh, but anyways, they are pretty much the only Korean barbecue spot that does actual coal. Mm. you get a nice like actual it feels really nice being in there the atmosphere is really nice and all of their banchan dishes are like well seasoned <laughs> super balanced it's just great and it's all ladies that work there too so i'm oh, like yes. I love it. the older ladies oh my god they're great um that's awesome there's like i don't know man there's just like so much random stuff like eh, i don't really do dessert so um that's out that's out for me you're just not a sweets person I don't do sweets I don't know what it is I mean once in a while like I'll crave a bite of something maybe like uh yeah like a bite of a cheesecake or something something's like kind of savory and sweet at the same time but Mm -hmm. most of the time like I'm not like oh I need to have some ice cream or I need to have some whatever custard not dessert with every meal I get it no but I I appreciate people who do enjoy that I have mm-hmm. friends who have such great big sweet tooth. I'm always like, I just buy them donuts just to watch them eat. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cute. That's so sweet of you. Um, well, aren't you also a DJ too? Oh my God. Talk to um, me about your DJ life. So I've seen that you have played like um, the Asian Film Fest and I saw you were at a party the other day 
what do you oh specialize in tell me about uh, it it's okay so i have some friends um a shout out to tarot's gallery um so alejandra frank and carmilla uh carmilla carmilla shit i'm she's gonna so she's gonna give me shit for not pronouncing her name oh right. you know what carmilla carmilla yeah, yeah she's been yeah. on this podcast too actually oh rad dude yeah. i love them both so she's awesome. they're, really, they're really good friends uh of mine and uh alejandra hit me up and asked me to do a dj set because you know we've had shared music in the past and she's always i'm always like dude you need to listen to this you need to listen to that um but mainly i listen to a lot of like southeast asian music mm. and, but like funk and, and, and just like disco or whatever it is but like asian you know mm. uh, so she's like hey would you like to do the our san diego film festival uh opening party i was like yeah sure so i i started i mean just doing that just for fun you know but I went and got a controllers and I was like, all right, let's mix it up. And I started doing that. And then they asked me to do another event, which was the last week was, uh, where was it? AAPI Heritage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they had a little uh, art opening at Pixley Oddities. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they asked me to do a little set there too. And I'm just like, Dude, this is what I do. I love, I love introducing people to like, cool Asian food and cool Asian music. I love it. <laughs> You're the ambassador of Asianness. Yes. Represents. <laughs> yes. That's um, awesome. Yeah. I try. That's but so yeah, it's really cool. fun. It's cool. I'm also doing an event for actually an upcoming event. Um, so my roommate is into like Shibari and she's big into like the rope scene. I don't know if you're familiar with like rope mm, art. A little um, bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she she's having a uh festival and it's uh, it's called retro sleeves and they're doing like a 70s theme um party at thorn street brewing oh nice and barrio okay when is that i want to go to that you should come actually i want to invite you it's uh the 18th of this month and i will be i will be spinning some tracks nice it's gonna be be a lot of funk awesome Uh, 70s yeah you should you should come through cool um, i'm so very anyway. excited i'm very so excited I didn't mean to, to like, see this art <laughs> i didn't mean to like shout out everyone i know <laughs> no this is your uh this is your podcast you can do all your plugs it's all good hey. <laughs> yeah. um well i wanted to ask you actually let's do a lightning round so i have a bunch of silly questions for you or, you know not all silly but just uh quick you know the idea is to give quick answers so let's see what is what are some of your favorite San Diego spots if someone comes into town and not necessarily restaurants but like what do you take them to do oh this has got to be quick huh uh, hey, sunset cliffs sunset cliffs okay yeah. that's a good one is there anything else you want to mention I don't mean to cut you off you can oh no no it's okay I thought it was just like a one word or one answer situation okay no no yeah you can you can talk as much as you want but okay who is someone in your life who's influenced you um, sorry, I, my, my buds kind of connected. Did you miss me? Oh, sorry. Um, who is someone in your life who has influenced you? My mother, of course. She mm. is literally, uh, she's the strongest person I know. Mm. She is, uh, she's lived through a, a genocide. She has, you know, raised two kids, uh, three jobs, you know, you know, moms, moms be strong, but she's yeah. definitely uh, influential for sure. She might think that I don't listen to her, but I do. <laughs> yeah, I tell her, you don't listen. I'm like, <laughs> uh, 
grown up Asian, but yeah, she's she's definitely influential. Um, another person who was aspiring was my old chef who passed away, Aaron Monica. Like he used to push me all the time, just telling me you're you're fucking great. Like you need to you need to go and like branch out and like do your thing. Like he was a he also taught me a lot and like with French techniques and like cooking and like doing things the right way or things doing things <laughs> like having alternative routes to like not just cook, you know cooking cooking has so many different there's so many layers to cooking but like there's also so many different styles that you can um, mm. learn to do so um but yeah he was he was I miss that guy he was a very 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 cool dude yeah sounds uh, one, like it one answer <laughs> no no you can give a couple is your is your mom out here now or in Virginia or uh so my mom is in Virginia still um my whole family's out there I'm, I'm the only one out here I what brought just, you here oh god it's a question um it's just an opportunity. I had a I had a friend who was in the Navy, and I worked with him at, at an urgent care in Virginia. And he, you know, we talked about like me, just like I'm, I'm like so over living in Virginia. I need to get out of here. He's just like, you know what, you need to shit or get off the pot. And he's like, I'm being relocated because he's a Navy man, so he's being relocated to San Diego. He said, you want to come? And I was like, it's like all your stuff be moved for free. Let's just do it. And I was like, you know what? You had me at free. Wow. <laughs> well, that's amazing. Yeah, How long ago was that? It's been uh, four, 14 years, maybe. Awesome. Yeah. So you love it here? You're happy? You want to stay? It's it's cool. I mean, it's kind of <laughs> hard. It's kind of hard to leave. San Diego is very easy. It's like an easy place to live. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so many different uh, amenities. And, and once you find your place, it's like, okay, I get it. I get why people stay. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, the weather's nice. Although we're running out of water, right? <laughs> the water situation and the rent prices, not housing uh, prices, not so good. But I agree. Other than that, it is a very chill place to live. Yeah, it's becoming one of the most expensive cities to live in. It's crazy, right? So crazy. Yeah. Um, okay. What is what was your favorite toy when you were a kid, or what was your favorite thing to do as a kid? Oh my god. Um, I love riding bikes. It's the, me and my sister would ride our bikes as a kid. Like, what's a kid though? Like six, seven. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I used to love like taking stuff apart, mm. like appliances and like <laughs> taking stuff apart and then trying to put it back together. A lot of times unsuccessfully. <laughs> That's cool though. Do you still do either of those things, riding bikes or tinkering? um yeah you know when I first moved to San Diego all I did was ride bikes because um I sold both my cars to move to San Diego and didn't have a ride so I just I got a bike and I just biked everywhere so working at Blind Lady was a big bike culture so we used to bike all the time um I haven't been on bikes lately but I gotta get back on I think that's right I don't know man this is like a yeah it's a loaded question I don't know I mean I I have know. Like, it's a weird question but it's just like you know something to make you think about something you might not think about very often I don't even know what my answer would be um okay <laughs> no, what is your answer tell me your answer my answer yeah my as favorite, a kid as a kid I really liked being outside as a kid I mean if I had to choose one toy there was like a doll that I really wanted <laughs> you know those American girl dolls I don't know I really wanted oh, that as oh, a yeah. kid 
but in general, like most of my memories were playing outside. Like we built a tree house and this lemon tree that we had, and we'd have like lemon fights, just like pegging each other like when you're choking lemons at each other. That's adorable. Um, so, you know, just kind of being rowdy outdoors is, is, is it, but I guess if it was one toy that or Legos, you know, Legos? I was pretty into Legos. Yeah. I was going to say the American doll, like my mom had, you know, we were poor and my mom bought one doll for me and my sister to share. Mm. So we'd always fight for it. Yeah. <laughs> we always fight to play it. Play I'm glad you're it. not alone. I mean, yeah. I'm glad I'm not alone. Yeah. I love that doll. Like it, its hair got so ratty that my grandma thought she was like doing me a favor. She got the head replaced. Weird. Mm -hmm. But after that, I was like, yeah, it's not the same doll. I'm over it. <laughs> yeah. I tell you another weird thing. Um, so when I was, when I was younger, me and my sister, we, grew up in a townhouse that had like these long staircases mm -hmm. and it, it was probably maybe like 30 steps down where we'd take our uh twin mattress <laughs> and yes. just slide, slide down that bitch <laughs> that is seriously a dream it's, I always saw that in movies I had a one-story house but like I yeah. always wanted to do that or like it's with a sled or so something much fun it's so much fun as a kid dude that's what we <laughs> did and we <laughs> and my cousin uh he would so he's from California and anytime he comes to visit us, he'd make us do stupid stuff like, all right, you guys, he would sandwich us in between the, the, the mattress <laughs> and do some suplexes. Oh my uh, God. Yeah, we were stupid. Yeah, yeah, me too. No, this is reminding me. So I thought this would be a really good idea as a kid. And I, we put a milk crate on top of a skateboard and then I took a broomstick to like strap myself in. Uh -huh. I don't know what I thought was going <laughs> to happen. So my friend pushed me in the pool and like, everything started sinking but like I was kind of floating and so the the broomstick like jammed me in and I thought I was gonna drown oh, I don't know God. I think I just had to let myself sink and then take it out but like it was really scary and a very dumb idea and I'm also an idiot so oh, I get it yeah. I get it yeah kids be dumb man <laughs> yeah kids, kids be, be very dumb but that was fun I just remember I'm cracking I'm cracking up thinking about it I'm like we're so yes. stupid but that was so much fun so fun yeah for sure the joy of childhood absolutely Indeed. Um, let's see. Do you have a phobia? Oh, do I have phobias? Probably. Mm, I can't really think of any at the top of my head. I'm not really scared of much. That's awesome. Uh, maybe like being tickled to death. Is, is that a phobia? <laughs> you hate tickles? Okay. Uh, no, because you know, it depends on the tickle, you know, because people <laughs> just do it. It's way too rough. And you're like, oh my God, I'm going to die. You, you need to stop now. <laughs> That's so funny. Okay. Uh, and final bucket list question or finally, final lightning round question is, yeah, what is something on your bucket list that you really want to do and haven't done yet? Ooh, bucket list. I mean, dang. I would like to, I mean, travel, obviously, but travel to certain places, which I feel like might not be here in the next 10 years or so. Uh, maybe like the Maldives, mm. you know, I've never actually traveled anywhere in Europe, to be honest. Like anytime I have an opportunity to travel out of the States, I like always choose Asia. Mm. Do, you think I'm cool. a Do you think I'm a racist? <laughs> <laughs> No, <laughs> you're enthusiastic about enthusiastic. Asian culture and your heritage, yeah. which is totally fine. It's totally cool. Um, where have you been in Asia? Uh, so we've been to Thailand, Cambodia, Vietnam. Oh, God, every time I travel, I just go to Cambodia. I've been to Cambodia at least like six times. Wow. Uh, um, China. I'm looking to go to Japan sometime this year. Uh I would like to go to Indonesia, Malaysia, 
but mainly just South Southeast Asia. Mm, yeah, me yeah. too. That's my goal, especially now that we can again. We'll see. Yeah, um, definitely. I mean, I'll take you. I mean, we can go to Cambodia. Seriously, please. I'll translate. I'll translate. Actually, like learning how to read and write Cambodian, but uh, I'll grow up speaking Cambodian. So like mm. I can get us around. For sure. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Uh, Vietnam is like at the top of my list and just that area in general. But um, yeah, still haven't done it. And I don't have any excuse. I mean, aside from the pandemic, but I could have gone before that. I should have gone before that. Can I ask you, what is your background? Yeah, so my mom is uh, Vietnamese and uh, my dad's a white guy, but she was adopted during the war. And so um, she didn't speak Vietnamese, I don't either, because she was like adopted by an American family. Mm -hmm. And so it's sad because I don't have a lot of the culture because she didn't, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so I really want to rediscover that and um, just 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 see it, see where she's from. I think that I think that it was really painful for her, all the loss, you know, that she saw during war and losing her family and stuff. And so she was not ever personally interested in going back. I think it was just too hard for her to face, which I understand, you know, that was very traumatic. Same thing, yeah, same thing so with she, my mom. Yeah, well. so she didn't want to go back, but I do. Well, you know what? You just going through, going back to Vietnam and, and like learning your culture through food is also like a great facet, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like a really good way of just like, you know, being invested or being like in, in, immersed for sure your culture i think it's great man you should not should or shouldn't but like it'd be dope to to go and experience that yeah. yeah once in your life definitely i just think you know from everything i've heard from my friends who have traveled there they're like look it's beautiful people are cool the food is good what else can you want mm -hmm. um and i think that will be really nice i think it'll be really emotional too like i'm like i'll probably just cry the whole time but that's okay yes <laughs> cry, you know what's funny food, cry, yeah cry eat good food i cried the cry first time i eating. went back yeah yeah when i went back to cambodia for the first time i cried i was like in tears just seeing like mm -hmm. the conditions and like which people were living and that's just like probably like 15 years ago when I went for mm. the first time I'd be like even well how old was I I don't remember it had to have been like 15 to 20 years ago but they didn't have like the the systems in place like they as they do now like there was like the, there were like dirt roads they didn't even have real roads there were children with no clothes it was just so like sad to see but I'm like oh these are my people and not only that when I see the conditions and I get like this overwhelming feeling when I see kids with no shirts no shoes or nothing like nothing to eat but they're smiling at you and they're just like so humbled and like I'm like oh and look at us Americans I know I know <laughs> yeah, I think of that all the time put stuff in perspective you know for you know? sure yeah that's beautiful thank you for sharing that story with me I hope to go back and um, have a similar experience but I know what you mean about it being all right imagine that it is pretty tough too yeah um well I mean I've kept you longer than I promised but it's been really cool to get to know more about you um Thank I guess you so much what what else what did we not cover did we miss anything that's uh, very essential to you anything any info you want to get out there anything like that oh god I don't know just stay tuned I think like just follow my Instagram a lot of stuff that I post it's it's gonna be included on Instagram that I find if it's important like hey I'm gonna be moving or I'm gonna be you know mm -hmm. this is what I'll be doing just follow the Instagram I guess awesome <laughs> 
Yeah. So Chia, thank you so much. Thank you, Christy. It was so nice. It was so nice talking to you. Thanks again for listening to the San Diego News Fix. If there's someone you would like to learn more about, drop me a line. I'm at christy.totten at sduniontribune.com. That's K-R-I-S-T-Y-T-O-T-T-E-N at sduniontribune.com. Thanks for listening.